Act Four of The Wonder, A Woman Keeps a Secret by Susanna Sentliver, edited by Augustine Daly. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One, Frederick's House as Before. Enter Felix and Frederick Wright. This hour has been propitious. I am reconciled to Violante, and you assure me Antonio is out of danger. Your satisfaction is doubly mine. Enter Lissardo left. What haste you made, sirrah, to bring me word if Violante went home? I can give you very good reasons for my stay, sir. Yes, sir, she went home. Oh, your master knows that, for he has been there himself, Lissardo. Sir, may I beg the favor of your ear? What have you to say? Lissardo whispers, and Felix seems uneasy. <laughs> Felix changes color at Lissardo's news. What can it be? A Scotch footman? That belongs to Colonel Britton, an acquaintance of Frederick's, say you? The devil aside if she be false by heaven i'll trace her whispers lissardo and sends him off left prithee frederick do you know one colonel Britton, a scotchman yes why do you ask me nay no great matter but my man tells me that he has had some little differences with a servant of his that's all he is a good harmless innocent fellow I am sorry for it. The colonel lodges in my house. I knew him formerly in England, and met him here by accident last night, and gave him an invitation home. He is a gentleman of good estate, beside his commission, of excellent principles and strict honour, I assure you. Crosses left. Here he comes. Enter Colonel Britton, left. Colonel, I began to think I had lost you. And not without some reason, if you knew all. There's no danger of a fine gentleman's being lost in this town, sir. That compliment don't belong to me, sir. But I assure you, I have been very near being run away with. Who attempted it? Faith, I know not. Only that she is a charming woman. I mean, as much as I saw of her. Felix aside. My heart swells with apprehension. Some accidental re-encounter? Come, unfold. The colonel takes an arm of each and draws them close to him, telling his story with great gusto. Felix, in an agony of suppressed irritation. Why, then, you must know, gentlemen, that I was conveyed to her lodgings by one of Cupid's emissaries, called a chambermaid, in a chair, through fifty blind alleys, who, by the help of a key, let me into a garden. Felix aside. Sedeth a garden? This must be Violante's garden. From thence conducted me into a spacious room, told me her lady would wait on me presently, so, without unveiling, modestly withdrew. Felix aside. Damn her modesty! This was Flora. Well, how then, Colonel? Then, sir, 
Immediately from another door issued forth a lady, armed at both eyes, from whence such showers of darts fell around me that, had I not been covered with the shield of another beauty, I had infallibly fallen a martyr to her charms. For you must know, I just saw her eyes. Eyes, did I say? No, no, hold. I saw but one eye, though I suppose it had a fellow equally as killing. Well, well, sir, what then? <laughs> Pretending to laugh, but his face turned aside, showing intense ill-humor. <laughs> Why, upon her maid's giving notice her father was coming, she thrust me into the bedchamber. Upon her father's coming? Aye, so she said, but putting my ear to the keyhole of the door, I found it was another lover. Felix aside. Confound the jilt, twas she without dispute. Up and down the stage. Ah, oh, poor Colonel. <laughs> I discovered they had had a quarrel, but whether they were reconciled or not, I cannot tell. For the second alarm brought the father in good earnest, and had liked to have made the gentleman and me acquainted, but she found some other stratagem to convey him out. Contagion seize her, and make her body as ugly as her soul. There's nothing left to doubt of now. Tis plain t'was she. <laughs> Frederick and Colonel laugh. Felix aside. Sure he knows me, and takes this method to insult me. To death I cannot bear it. Colonel Britton to Felix, playfully taking his arm and turning him around. Felix turns away. Colonel pulls him around again. Why, you don't seem to enjoy the joke. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> oh. Tries to join in laugh, but ends with a groan. But, sir, dear sir, do hearken to this. The nymph that introduced me conveyed me out again over the top of a high wall, where I ran the danger of having my neck broke, for the father, it seems, had locked the door by which I entered. Felix aside. That way I missed him. Damn her invention. Pray, Colonel. Colonel and Felix laugh. <laughs> it's very pleasant. <laughs> Was this the same lady you met upon the Terrario de Passa this morning? Faith, I can't tell, sir. I had a design to know who that lady was, but my dog of a footman, whom I had ordered to watch her home, fell fast asleep. I gave him a good beating for his neglect, and I have never seen the rascal since. Here he comes. Felix, pacing the stage to and fro. Enter Gibby, left. Where have you been, sirrah? Truth, I've been seeking you, and like your honour, these two years, mere. I bring thee glad tidings, sir. What? Have you found the lady? Good faith I have, sir. And she's called Donna Violante, and her parent, Don Pedro de Mendoza. And gin you gang with me, and like your honour, I'll make you ken the hoose reet well. Felix aside. Oh, torture, torture. Upstage. Colonel Britton aside. Ha! Violante! That's the lady's name of the house where my incognita is. Sure, it could not be her. 
At least it was not the same house, I am confident. Violante? Tis false. I would not have you credit him, Colonel. The devil tank me, sir, gin I lee. Sirrah, I say you do lie, and I'll make you eat it, you dog. Seizing him and throwing him over, kicks him. And if your master will justify you? Not I, faith, sir. I answer for nobody's lies but my own. If you please, kick him again. Gibby gets right. But Guinea does, as now take it, sir. Guinea was a thousand Spaniards. Walks about in a passion. Colonel Britton apart to Gibby. I owed you a beating, sirrah, and I am obliged to this gentleman for taking the trouble off my hands. Therefore, say no more, d'ye hear, sir? Truth, dear I, sir, and feel to. This must be a mistake, Colonel, for I know Violante perfectly well, but I am certain she would not meet you upon the Terriero de Passa. Don't be too positive, Frederick. Now I have some reasons to believe it was that very lady. You'll very much oblige me, sir, if you let me know these reasons. Sir! Sir, I say I have a right to inquire into these reasons you speak of. <laughs> really, sir, I cannot conceive how you or any man can have a right to inquire into my thoughts. Sir, I have a right to everything that relates to Violante, and he that traduces her fame and refuses to give his reason for it is a villain. Draws. Colonel Britton aside. What the devil have I been doing? Now blisters on my tongue by the dozens. Frederick crosses between them. Prithee, Felix, don't quarrel till you know for what. This is all a mistake, I'm positive. Look you, sir, that I dare draw my sword, I think will admit of no dispute. But though fighting's my trade, I'm not in love with it, and I think it more honourable to decline this business than pursue it. This may be a mistake. However... I'll give you my honour never to have any affair, directly or indirectly, with Violante, provided she is your Violante. But if there should happen to be another of that name, I hope you will not engross all the Violantes in the kingdom. Felix crosses. Your vanity has given me sufficient reason to believe I am not mistaken. I'll not be imposed upon, sir. Nor I be bullied, sir. Bullied? To death such another word, and I'll nail thee to the wall. Are you sure of that, Spaniard? Draws. Gibby draws. Sina Mermon. Oh, my soul, here's twa to twa. Ginnaf here, sir. Gibby stands by ye for the honour of Scotland. Vapours about. Frederick crosses, comes down centre. By St. Anthony, you shan't fight on bare suspicion. Be certain of the injury, and then... That I will this moment. And then, sir, I hope you are to be found. Whenever you please, sir. Exit Felix quickly. Colonel goes up stage, Frederick trying to soothe him. So death, sir, there ne'er were a Scotsman yet that shamed to show his face. Struts about. So quarrels spring up like mushrooms in a minute. Violante and he were but just reconciled, and you have furnished him with fresh matter of falling out again. And I am certain, Colonel, Gibby is in the wrong. Guinea be, sir, the mon that told me lead. And Guinea did, I'll lick him as long as I can hand a stick in my hand, and now you see. 
I am sorry for what I have said, for the lady's sake. But who could divine that she was his mistress? Prithee, who is this warm spark? He is the son of one of our grandees named Don Lopez de Pimentel, a very honest gentleman, but somewhat passionate in what relates to his love. He is an only son, which may perhaps be one reason for indulging his passion. When parents have but one child, they either make a madman or a fool of him. He is not the only child. He has a sister, but I think through the severity of his father, who would have married her against her inclination, she has made her escape. And notwithstanding, he has offered five hundred pounds. He can get no tidings of her. Ha! How long has she been missing? Nay, but since last night, it seems. Colonel Britton aside. Last night? The very time. How went she? Nobody can tell. They conjecture through the window. This must be the lady I caught. Crosses center. Dear Frederick, I beg your pardon, but I had forgot I was to meet a gentleman upon business at five. I'll endeavor to dispatch him and wait on you again as soon as possible. Crosses right. Your humble servant, Colonel. Exit left. Gibby, I have no business with you at present. Exit left. That's real. Now I will gang and seek this loon, and gar him gang with me to Don Pedro's hoose. Can he'll no gang by himself, I shall gar gang him by the lug, sir. Gibby hates a lee. Exit right. Scene two. Violante's apartment. Enter Violante and Isabella, left. The hour draws on, Violante, and now my heart begins to fail me, but I resolve to venture for all that. What? Does your courage sink, Isabella? Only the force of resolution a little retreated, but I'll rally it again for all that. Enter Flora, left. Don Felix is coming up, madam. My brother! Which way shall I get out? Dispatch him as soon as you can, dear Violante. I will. Exit right. Flora exits left. Andrew Felix, in a surly humor, throws himself sulkily into a chair. Felix, what brings you back so soon? Did I not say tomorrow? Felix aside. My passion chokes me. I cannot speak. Oh, I shall burst. Rises in agitation and sits again. Bless me, are you not well, my Felix? Yes, no, I don't know what I am. Heyday, what's the matter now? Another jealous whim? Felix aside. With what an air she carries it. If I were in your place, Felix, <laughs> I'd choose to stay at home when these fits of spleen are upon me and not trouble such persons as are not obliged to bear with them. Here he affects to be careless of her. I am very sensible, madam, of what you mean. I disturb you, no doubt, but were I in a better humor, I should not incommode you less. I am but too well convinced that you could easily dispense with my visit. When you behave yourself as you ought to do, no company so welcome. But when you reserve me for your ill nature, I waive your merit and consider what's due to myself. And I must be so free to tell you, Felix, that these humors of yours will abate, if not absolutely destroy, the very principles of love. 
Felix rises. And I must be so free to tell you, madam, that since you have made such ill returns to the respect that I have paid you, all you do shall be indifferent to me for the future, and you shall find me abandon your empire with so little difficulty that I'll convince the world that your chains are not so hard to break as your vanity would tempt you to believe. I cannot brook the provocation you give. This is not to be born. Insolent. You abandon? You, whom I've so often forbade ever to see me more? Have you not fallen at my feet, implored my favor and forgiveness? Did you not trembling wait and wish and sigh and swear yourself into my heart? Ungrateful man, if my chains are so easily broke as you pretend, then you are the silliest coxcomb living you did not break em long ago, and I must think him capable of brooking anything on whom such usage can make no impression. I always believed, madam, my weakness was the greatest addition to your power. You would be less imperious had my inclination been less forward to oblige you. You have indeed forbade me your sight, but your vanity even then assured you I would return, and I was fool enough to feed that vanity. Your eyes, with all their boasted charms, have acquired the greatest glory in conquering me, and the brightest passage of your life is wounding this heart with such arms as pierce but few persons of my rank walks about in a great passion. Matchless arrogance! True, sir, I should have kept measures better with you if the conquest had been worth preserving, but we easily hazard what gives us no pain to lose. As for my eyes, you are mistaken if you think they have vanquished none but you. There are men above your boasted rank who have confessed their power when their misfortune in pleasing you made them obtain such a disgraceful victory. Up and down to face him. Yes, madam, I am no stranger to your victories. Cross is right. And what you call the brightest passage of my life is not the least glorious part of yours. Down left. Ha <laughs> ha! Don't put yourself in a passion, madam, for I assure you, after this day, I shall give you no trouble. You may meet your sparks on the Terrario de Passa at four in the morning without the least regard to me, for when I quit your chamber, the world shan't bring me back. I am so well pleased with your resolution, I don't care how soon you take your leave. But what you mean by the Terriero de Passa at four in the morning? I can't guess. They face each other. No, 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 not you. You were not upon the Terrario de Passa at four this morning. Violante crosses. No, I was not. Shocked at her positive denial, he turns away with a gesture of disgust. She continues and speaks with firm resentment. She paces up and down. He follows her. But if I was, I hope I may walk where I please and at what hour I please without asking your leave. Oh, doubtless, madam, and you might meet Colonel Britton there, and afterwards send your emissary to fetch him to your house, and upon your father's coming in, thrust him into your bedchamber without asking my leave. Tis no business of mine, 
if you are exposed among all the footmen in town. Nay, if they ballad you and cry you about at a halfpenny apiece, they may without my leave. Crosses to left. Audacious! Don't provoke me, don't! My reputation is not to be sported with. Going up to him. At this rate. No, sir, it is not. <laughs> Bursts into tears. Aside. Inhuman Felix. <laughs> oh, Isabella, what a train of ills thou hast brought on me. <laughs> <laughs> sits on sofa right felix aside ha now she's crying i cannot bear to see her weep a woman's tears are far more fatal than our swords oh violante's death what a dog i am now i have no power to stir dost thou not know such a person as colonel Britton? prithee tell me didst not thou meet him at four this morning upon the torero de passa were it not to clear my fame i would not answer thee thou black ingrate rises but i cannot bear to be reproached with what i even blush to think of much less to act <laughs> By heaven, I have not seen the terriero de Paz this day. <sighs> Did not a Scotch footman attack you in the street, neither, Violante? Yes, <sighs> but he mistook me for another, or he was drunk, I know not which. And do you not know the Scotch colonel? Pray ask me no more questions. This night shall clear my reputation and leave you without excuse for your base suspicions. More than this, I shall not satisfy you. Therefore, pray, leave me. Didst thou ever love me, Violante? I'll answer nothing. You were in haste to be gone just now. I should be very well pleased to be alone, sir. Sits down on right and turns aside. I shall not long interrupt your contemplation. Aside. Stubborn to the last. Violante aside. Did ever a woman involve herself as I have done? Felix aside. Now would I give one of my eyes to be friends with her, for something whispers to my soul she is not guilty. I'm going. I'm going. Pulls a chair and sits by her at a little distance, looking at her some time without speaking. Then he draws a little nearer to her. Give me your hand at parting, however, Violante, won't you? She draws her chair away as he torments her with his feather. He follows her up and finally lays his hand upon her knee. Won't you? Won't you? Won't you? Violante, half regarding him. Won't I do what? You know what I would have, Violante. Oh, my heart! Violante smiles. I thought my chains were so easily broke. Lays her hand in his. 
Felix draws his chair close to her and kisses her hand in a rapture. Too well thou knowest thy strength. Oh, my charming angel, my heart is all thy own. Forgive my hasty passion. Tis the transport of a love sincere. Oh, Violante, Violante. Pedro without. Bid Sancho get a new wheel to the chariot presently. Violante down center. Bless me, my father returned. Your father? The devil. What shall we do now, Felix? We are ruined past redemption. No, 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 my love. I can leap from the closet window. Runs to the door right where Isabella is, who closes it. Noise of bolts heard within. Confusion. Somebody bolts the door with inside. I'll see whom you have concealed here if I die for it. O oh, Violante, hast thou again sacrificed me to my rival? Draws. By heaven thou hast no rival in my heart. Let that suffice. Nay, sure you will not let my father find you here. Distraction. Indeed, but I shall, except you command this door to be opened, and that way conceal me from his sight. He struggles with her to come at the door. Hear me, Felix. Though I were sure the refusing of what you ask would separate us forever, by all that's powerful, you shall not enter here. Either you do love me or you do not. Convince me by your obedience. That's not the matter in debate. I will know who is in this closet. Let the consequence be what it will. Nay, 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 you strive in vain. I will go in. You shall not go in. Enter Don Pedro left. Hey, day. What's here to do? I will go in. And you shan't go in. And I will go in. Why, who are you, sir? Felix aside. Sedeath, what shall I say now? Don Felix, pray what your business in my house. Ha, huh, sir? Oh, sir, what miracle returned you home so soon? Some angel t'was that brought my father back to succor the distressed. This ruffian, I cannot call him a gentleman, has committed such an uncommon rudeness as the most profligate wretch would be ashamed to own. As I was at my devotions in my closet... Devotions? I heard a loud knocking at my door, mixed with a woman's voice, which seemed to imply she was in danger. I flew to the door with the utmost speed, where a lady, veiled, rushed in upon me, who, falling on her knees, begged my protection from a gentleman who, she said, pursued her. I took compassion on her tears and locked her in this closet. But in the surprise, having left the door open, this very person whom you see, with his sword drawn, Felix sheathes his sword, ran in, protesting if I refused to give her up to his revenge, he'd force the door. Felix aside. What in the name of goodness does she mean to do? Hang me? I strove with him till I was out of breath, and had you not come as you did, he must have entered. But he's in drink, I suppose. Or he could not have been guilty of such an indecorum. Crosses left, 
Science to Felix. I'm amazed. Felix aside. The devil never failed a woman at a pinch. What a tale has she formed in a minute. In drink quota. A good hint. I'll lay hold on it to bring myself off. Fie, Don Felix. No sooner rid of one broil but you are commencing another. To assault a lady with a naked sword derogates much from the character of a gentleman. I assure you. Felix counterfeits drunkenness. Ah, uh, who? Uh, I assault a lady? Crosses center. Upon honor, the lady assaulted me, sir, and would have seized this body politic upon the king's highway. Let her come out and deny it if she can. Pray, sir, command the door to be opened, and let her prove me a liar if she knows how. Aye, aye, who doubts it, sir? Open the door, Violente, and let the lady come out. Come, I warrant thee he shan't hurt her. No, no, I won't hurt the dear creature. Aside. Now, which way will she come off? Come forth, madam. None shall dare to touch your veil. I'll convey you out with safety, or lose my life. Aside. I hope she understands me. Noise of bolt heard, right. Enter Isabella, veiled. Violante leads her to Don Pedro, who leads her off left. Felix watching closely. Felix over Violante's shoulder. Is it really a woman, though? Violante laughing, but speaking low. <laughs> Come and see. <laughs> Get clear of my father, and return when all mistakes shall be rectified. Exit left. Felix offers to follow her. Pedro draws his sword. Not a step, sir. To the lady be past your recovery. I never suffer the laws of hospitality to be violated in my house, sir. Come, sir. You and I will take a pipe and bottle together. Damn your pipe and damn your bottle. I hate drinking and smoking. First, he will have a pipe and a bottle. And then, he won't have a pipe and a bottle. And when I want a pipe and a bottle, he don't want a pipe and a bottle. And when I do want a pipe and a bottle, he doesn't want a pipe and a bottle. As to smoking or drinking, you have your liberty. But you shall stay, sir. Felix crosses right. But I won't stay for I have been drinking burgundy and champagne and imperial toquet. I have been drinking champ, But I love my country better, and I don't like you. And I won't stay, for I have the best reason in the world for my not staying. I? What's that? Why, I am going to be married, and so goodbye. To be married? It can't be! Why, you are drunk, Felix. Drunk? Ah, to be sure. You don't think I'd go to be married if I was sober. But drunk or sober, I am going to be married for all that. And if you won't believe me, to convince you, I shall show you the contract, old gentleman. I do. Come, let's see this contract, then. Yes, yes, I'll show you the contract. I'll show you the contract. 
Here, sir, here's the contract. Draws a pistol. Pedro seizes a chair, and Felix follows him around. Well, well, I'm convinced. Go, go, pray go and be married, sir. Yes, yes, I'll go. I'll go and be married. Going and then returning. But shan't we take a bottle first? No, no. Pray, dear sir, go and be married. Very well, very well. Going, then returning. But I insist upon your taking one glass, though. No, not now, some other time. Consider the lady waits. Felix aside. What a cross old fool. First he will, and then he won't, and then he will, and then he won't. But you'll take one glass. Pedro seizes a chair. Oh, go and get married. All right. I'll go and get married. Exit. Enter Vasquez, left. Here's Don Lopez. Pedro, not seeing who it is, picks up a chair and holds it before him. Go and get married. Ah, it, it's you. Well? Here's Don Lopez de Pimentel. To wait on you, senor. What the devil does he want? He's not going to be married too. Bring him up. Exit Vasquez left. He's in pursuit of his son, I suppose. Enter Don Lopez left, seen in by Vasquez. I am glad to find you at home, Don Pedro. I was told that you were seen upon the road to... this afternoon. That might be, my lord. I had the misfortune to break the wheel of my chariot, which obliged me to return. What is your pleasure with me, my lord? I am informed that my daughter is in your house. That's more than I know, my lord. But here was your son just now, as drunk as an emperor. My son drunk? I never saw him in drink in my life. Where is he, pray, sir? Gone to be married. Married? To whom? I don't know that he courted anybody. Nay, I know nothing of that. But I'm sure he showed me the contract. Within there... Re-enter Vasquez. Bid my daughter come hither. She'll tell you another story, my lord. She's gone out in a chair, sir. Out in a chair? What do you mean, sir? As I say, sir, and Donna Isabella went in another just before her. Isabella! And Don Felix followed in another. I overheard them all bid the chairs go to the Terriero de Passa. Voices heard outside. But I see they have all returned, for here is Donna Violante and company with her. Enter Colonel Britton. Felix, Isabella, Violante, Lissardo, and Flora, right. So have I found you, daughter. Then you have not hanged yourself yet, I see. But she is married, my lord. Married? Zounds! To whom? Even to your humble servant, my lord, if you please to give us your blessing. Kneels. Lopez to Isabella. Why, hark ye, mistress. Are you really married? Really so, my lord. Crosses with Colonel and both kneel to Lopez. Lopez to Colonel Britton. And who are you, sir? 
an honest North Briton by birth, and a colonel by commission, my lord. She has played you a slippery trick indeed, cousin. To Violante. Well, my girl, thou hast been to see thy friend married. Next week thou shalt have a better husband, my dear. Next week is a little too soon, sir. I hope to live longer than that. What do you mean, sir? You have not made a rib of my daughter, too, have you? Indeed he has, sir. I know not how. But he took me in an unguarded minute, when my thoughts were not overstrong for a nunnery father. Your daughter has played you a slippery trick, too, signor. But your son shall never be the better for it, my lord. Her twenty thousand pounds were left on certain conditions, and I'll not part with a shilling. But we have a certain thing called law. Shall make you do justice, sir. Well, we'll try that. My lord, much good may it do with your daughter-in-law. I wish you much joy of your rib. The old men go up. Enter Frederick left. Frederick, welcome. I sent for thee to be partaker of my happiness. And pray, give me leave to introduce you to the cause of it. And now, my Violante, I shall proclaim thy virtues to the world. Let us no more thy sex's conduct blame, since thou art a proof to their eternal fame that man has no advantage but the name. A few mistakes our sex may well excuse, and this our plea no woman should refuse. Your approbation, ladies, can't but move the hearts of men which first you taught to love, and they must applaud if you but favor, and to success but give the savor. Curtain. End of Act Four. End of The Wonder A Woman Keeps Her Secret by Susanna Sentliver, edited by Augustine Daly.